You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio 's file for a Wednesday. Every Wednesday at this time, we talk with Scott Maxwell. He writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Without further ado, let's bring Mr. Maxwell back on the program. How are you today? Oh, it's a great time to be alive, Jim. Isn't it? What did th- you think of that rocket launch yesterday? I didn't see it. I was... Uh... Commie. Yeah, no, that's it. It's because I'm a communist. That's why I didn't see it. <laughs> you and Mo. It was impressive, I have to say. Well, you saw the I video think, later, though, didn't you? Uh, sure, yeah. Lots of, lots didn't of things going on. <laughs> you didn't see it at all, did you? Didn't see it? You? No, I didn't. Scott, I oh, my God almighty. Job. Even I was impressed. My uh, my daughter's going off to college next year, and oh. so yesterday, yesterday was uh, campus tour day. Ooh. So, okay. All right. So I wasn't, I wasn't even in town. Where were you uh, touring it? Where were you? Well, don't, you know, you don't. You, I want to know. Were you at, don't don't tell a, her. <laughs> wait, you were without a television? There's a place with no what? TV? You don't have Are to respond. Gonna, you know what? I was giving my wife, my daughter, some undivided attention. Mo, I'm sorry Aww. if that's a problem for you. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, man. it sort of is. Yeah, put her in her I'm place. I don't do it like you with one eye on the phone while I should be doing other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. <laughs> yeah. So sure. good time, but yeah, yeah, how about that rocket? Oh, yeah, how about that rocket? <laughs> hey, Ed, Scott, you can always go to realradio.fm. We got some video of it there. All right, let me get to your <laughs> column yeah. today. Your column today is essentially about police uh, recordings or the lack thereof. Now, I was always under the impression, even after all these years and even covering the police for a long time, that when we came to felony arrests, you know, and or interrogating suspects, there would always be a recording of that. But that's not necessarily true, is it? Absolutely not. No, there are there are some departments uh, that that do that by their own internal policy, and in about half of American states, uh, twenty three at last count, it is statewide policy that if you are being brought in uh, to be questioned upon about any sort of, as you said, serious felony, basically anything that could put you away for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, the interrogation is recorded, and and that's and that's both to protect the defendant and it's also to help get. Informate it's a, get evidence to put the bad guys away, uh, but Florida is one of those places that has not done that, despite recommendations from its own experts. And I don't mean you know uh, Birkenstock wearing Lucy Goosey you know peaceniks. I mean that when they put a panel together of prosecutors, judges, uh, police chiefs, and uh, public defenders, and they said, how can we stop locking up the wrong people? Because this state has a rotten record with sending the wrong people away for for decades at a time right. uh they said well one of the one of the basic things we could do is start recording these interrogations and they simply haven't done it well i so the excuse essentially is we don't do it or we don't want to do it for what reason yeah that, uh, jim that's a good question i mean te- really... te- technically nowadays it's, it's it's easier than ever before you don't have to bring in of your course. big reel to reel ampex you know <laughs> recorder you know then and, and 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 you know say oh, hold on a minute before we have before we ask you question number 500, let's change the reels here. It's all, it's all digital. I mean, it's easy. It's easy to do. Why not do it? Yeah, so that, that's, that's a 
a good question why not, and that probably explains why the Police Chiefs Association, which appears to be the number one uh, group uh, pushing against this, doesn't want to talk about it publicly. Uh, in fact, I had a snotty little back and forth with them, and they said, well, we don't want to say anything. And I said, well, I don't care what you want to say. I got people saying you're – you're the one pulling it, so I'm writing that, and I got it off there. Uh, and well, we, we don't bring us into this. Well, that's that's not how it works, people. You don't get to lobby to kill, you know, affect public policy, and then ask to keep those discussions in private. So they don't want to say it, and I think the reason is because there's no good explanation. But if if you push them and you talk to legislators who's heard from the police chiefs association, they just don't like another uh, hoop to jump. They're afraid. They say that that maybe some technicality will happen and evidence might be tossed out, and that sounds. Good if you say it real fast, but I got to tell you, Jim, that's how justice works. There are rules. I mean, you can't you can't get a, a search or a seizure uh, submitted if it's been done improperly. I mean, we got rules in how this country uh, r- r- runs, and if you follow them, it's not a problem. And this is something that most people in law enforcement already do. Well, we know that there are instances where police during interrogations will browbeat a suspect. There's no question we know that that's true. How extensive extensive it is nowadays, I have no clue, but we have no recordings to to prove otherwise. We also know that police, uh, some police in certain cases, they've done it in the past, will continue to interrogate a suspect who doesn't know any better about getting a lawyer in the room, and they'll just go on and on and on and on. In many cases, for hours and hours and hours, there are people maybe with not the highest IQ, let's say, or a young person doesn't know anybody. They just give up. They just say, sure, you know, that's it. Uh, Let me just sign and get this over with. That happens, believe it or not, but it happens. And it absolutely does. And there are some people who cannot wrap their heads around that. And I get that. They they say, I just, the, the idea of a false confession does right. not make sense to them. There are people who say, you know what, if you came and told me I raped somebody and I didn't rape somebody, I don't care what the hell you say to me or, or, or how long you say, I'm never going to convince to it. But, the, I'm, excuse me, confess to it, to something I didn't do. But there's story after story. And the one I mentioned, just as one example, and, and, and like you, this isn't what always happens. I don't think it's what happens with any any regularity, but it happens enough that there's ways to prevent it. But there was a case back in the 80s, a guy named Anthony Caravella. And uh, when he was convicted, it was because the cops played a tape for the jury that had Anthony Caravella saying, yes, I admit it, I raped a 58-year-old woman. Well, if you play that tape, who's, who's not going to convict him? What they did not record, though, was the previous five straight days of when they badgered Anthony right. Caravella, who at that point in time was 15 years old with an IQ of 67. And what they did not keep on recording was when he first came in, he identified three other people who he said did it. And as it turns out, in 2009, after he'd been in prison for 26 years, they got the DNA that went back to one of the three guys he pointed to. Well, it's the same thing that happened. What was the uh, Central Park Five or Central Park Seven? That case way back, you know, that Donald Trump was so adamant about about putting these people in the in the death chamber, and they were falsely accused, and several of them finally quote confessed end of quote because they were badgered. They were badgered. You know, for hour upon hour upon hour upon hour, you do that with certain individuals, and they'll just they'll they'll give up, or they might even they might even or they might even I did it fine. Yeah, exactly. Or they might even start believing. You know what you're what you're badgering them about. It do, it does happen. I just don't see any excuse. You know, when it comes to it. it's so it's not like well, you don't have the storage space for the reels of tape. <laughs> 
you know, or it's not get, like that thing Jack has in his office. All we right need now. is you know for somebody to come in with a magnet into the storage room, and all that stuff is gone. And you know, it's a fire hazard. I mean, that that argument doesn't hold water anymore. And you want it, and, and you know what? There, there are folks. I, one of the people I interviewed this column is Belvin Perry, who I think you all, well, I know you all know. Most people around here know Judge from Casey Anthony, but he was also the chief judge, and he was the chairman of the Innocence Commission, which Florida formed. And he said, if you hate sleazy defense attorneys, you want this out there, right. because when some lawyer, uh, some sleazy defense attorney, goes into court and tries to convince a jury that their that their uh, defendant was their client was badgered, you go, nah, you know what, counselor, hold on, we're just we're just going to play this. And and, it, and it's over. They don't even trot out that defense. The point is, everybody should want the truth. I mean, and there's no reason not to, but, but we have not done it here. And one of the points I wanted to drive home is this. The, in, in, in the Senate, we have Republicans and Democrats who said, you know what, come on, it's, it's 2018. Let's join the other states and record these. Mm-hmm. But in the state house, these Republicans have not. And why that is so wildly, particularly hypocritical is these guys in the state house, along with Governor Rick Scott, these are the guys who love to run around screaming, foaming at the mouth about crime and punishment, about we need more executions, uh, we, we got to kill them, and we got to kill them as fast as we can. These are people who are really eager to execute the convicted, but not so eager to make sure we're convicting the right people in the first place. And you know what? I can maybe have difference of opinions in people, and I think reasonable people can have uh, different opinions on the death penalty, but I cannot respect somebody who's out there frothing at the mouse about their zeal for executing people without fighting just as damn hard to make sure you're executing the right people. As a matter of fact, I think the state of Florida holds the record for freeing people from death row who were wrongly convicted. Correct. Yeah, we, we hold more, more the, we hold the record for in America, juries have sentenced someone to die only to have science, not technicalities, not somebody go, ah, you let a killer free, only to have science come back and say, you know what, this guy did not do it, and it was always a guy. Let me uh, backtrack to an earlier column. Essentially, you uh, you did a column on all the people who've announced and thrown their hat in the ring to become try to become the next governor for the state of Florida. Yes. Uh, I mean, what did you do? Did you essentially just look at what they've said so far? Or did you sit down with some of these individuals to get an idea where they're coming from? And did, were you impressed by anybody? Or, or are you impressed thus far with anyone? Um, so what I did was I did it via email with them all. I had, I was just tired of reading the horse race coverage, you know, who's, who's raising the most money, who's got the most polls, look who sent out a nasty tweet. And I said, I'm going to start with, with a very simple thing. Uh, I want you to tell the people of Florida three things they could expect if you got elected. And I will be honest with you, I was not expecting all of them to do it uh, because because they haven't done it <laughs> at all uh, yet. But I was surprised when all of them uh, agreed to do that, and that uh, included Adam Putnam and Rich and uh, oh my goodness, Ron DeSantis, the Republicans, and then Gwen Graham, Andrew Gillum, Chris King. Levine Levine. And, and Philip Levine, the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say there, there were some differences if you pay attention to them. Uh, I think, uh, for instance, if the environment's your thing, I think Gwen Graham was as passionate about that as anybody was. Uh, if gu- guns, I was kind of surprised there wasn't a single Democrat who mentioned guns. Uh, as being something they cared about, but there was a Republican, and that was Adam Putnam, who, when asked, you know, his top three priorities Uh-oh. for Florida, more guns, was one of his. He wants more he, guns. Yeah, yeah, more guns. But where did he? Did, did that Mr. Putnam kind of say where he'd like Pre-schools? for them to be? You know, churches and school. I mean, what more guns? 
he wants to make, quote, Florida first in the nation for law-abiding citizens to uh, exercise their Second Amendment rights. Now, let me tell you this. This is like mean? advocating funny at a clown show convention. I mean, we, we already are a gun state. But I still think something like that's important when people are deciding. If you're asking somebody what are your three top priorities, you know, schools, uh, criminal justice, uh, workforce, the economy, uh, the environment, and, and if somebody says, you know, more guns is one of theirs, I want people to know that information. Yeah. I, th- I think that's good for folk for folks to know. Uh, I, I think I think Chris King, the guy who's local, he has a he has an uphill battle. But I thought people were a little bit um, in the reaction I heard impressed that you have sort of a business guy trying to bring a businessman's perspective. He's he's very I would say liberal, but also very Christian. He's sort of bringing the notion that uh, I, I'm sick of Republicans taking this God thing and and claiming it for the right when my God says we got to care for the poor, we got to heal the hick, uh, heal the sick, and and feed the hungry, and and take care of the environment. I think he's got an interesting message that we haven't heard of as much before. Yeah, I've been trying to heal the hicks for the past thirty years on this program. <laughs> oh, I made I'm much, from Carolina, so I, I probably am a hick. I haven't made much uh, progress. Before I let you go in a couple of yep. minutes, or so, are you following this? Uh, this story out of Seminole County, this Jeffrey Bauer, the school yep. board member who I haven't I have a theory now. I, I think he's dead. I think someone <laughs> I do. I think he's I think he's dead. I think Crazy. someone has assumed his identity and they're mailing the checks off to this person and they said, well, you know, I'm sick. I've strokes. I, uh, and, you know, the, the house, you know, where the you know, where his residence where was, it's, it's a, yeah. it's a it looks like a burned out crack house. What do you think is going on? I mean, that's my theory. Until he shows up, I think he's dead. So you think, and I think there was a phone call at some point in time, but your your, your theory would have somebody being sort of like, oh, yeah, this is Jeffrey Bauer. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, right. Yeah, that's a handkerchief over the phone. Yeah, school board member, Bauer. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be there Monday. Uh, uh, it's weird. And, and i got to tell you, from, from our standpoint, from the newspaper, there was a question of, when do you write this story? Uh, and, and because, you know, the guy, by some indications, and by the way, we've heard nothing confirmed, Right. Nothing confirmed from anybody. He may have had a stroke, and, you're, and you want to be sympathetic to that. Uh, but so he didn't come to a meeting for a month, and then two months, and then three months, and then four months. And then you know, you're, you're the reporter here, and you're like, well, when, when, do we, when do we write the story that says we don't have a school board member anymore? And Leslie Postal, I think it ended up being like 10 months. Uh, when she finally did it, and as you mentioned, went down to his house, we actually she didn't find any evidence to, to confirm he still lives in the district uh, that he represents. But after all this, uh, the Seminole County uh, other officials they sort of grudgingly had to admit, okay, exactly. yes, a, a fifth of the county does not actually have representation on the school board right now. And so if you're sick, let us know. If you need to get help, if you're on extended leave, let us know. And so Jeffrey Bowers, I understand uh, from what Leslie uh, reported, said, uh, okay, you know what, you're right, I'm going to be there at the next meeting which i believe was monday yeah two days ago right and then he didn't show well it seems like you know until she went to the school board said what's going on with jeffrey bauer they went oh Who? yeah jeffrey bauer it's yeah. been six months it's been eight exactly. months it's been 12 months now no Thanks show for reminding us yeah he hasn't been here in a in a in, in a year I mean, not only that, Jim, there were actually some elected officials in Seminole County who got a little uh, gripey with some of our people. Well, who are you all to write a story that says he's not showing up? Are you kidding me? But he's not oh, showing no, up. I am not. I am not. 
$41,000 a year in taxpayer money and uh, and medical care. I mean, and he hasn't been around in a year. I mean, we and have a legitimate again, question to say, all right, you know, come on, where is Right. If, he, if there's some, you know, disabled or things that are going on that they're preventing him, that's okay. But there hasn't even been that indication. Can a family uh, member or somebody wheel him in, even if he's in an iron lung? Can't you just kind of wheel him in? Here's Jeffrey. <laughs> I, and then reel him back out and wherever he spends his time. Lungs. I have no idea if anybody has an iron lung. Yeah, but you but get I the would, idea. I would think by now you would do something. and uh, But, I, yeah, I, no, no one has. And so now they're in a, a little bit of a tougher spot. Uh, but, they, <laughs> but they need to, they need to get the, the, You know, you, you, we can laugh or, or you can say leave them alone. But the bottom line is there are however many schools are in this district, there are all kinds of parents and teachers who don't have a represent, representative. Well, you need that. F- you need board. that fifth vote anyway. Otherwise, there's a great it's possibility tie. of major issues facing right. Seminole County. It's a tie, mm-hmm. and nobody says, "Where the hell is Jeffrey?" I don't think they have Jeff. arguments unless the tax collector's involved. Yeah, in oh, that guy. I haven't heard a lot out of him lately either. We're gonna let you go. What's coming up in the next column? Uh, I've got uh, so some hate, some hate mail for tomorrow, and then Sunday, Jim. We have talked before about hotel taxes. Yeah. I believe the state may actually change the law. Uh, it, that bill is moving ahead to allow it to be spent on other things. That comes as a good time because I, we just learned that Orange County is collecting even more money. They have more money than they know what to do with. We don't need any more convention centers. Police, roads, things like that. There you go. Thank you, Scott Maxwell. Do it again next Wednesday. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking uh, Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. And he joins us every Wednesday. We'll take a little break. When we come back, Shot Doctor casting call on Real Radio 104.1. Talking on the radio, not your thing. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. There's an easier way. It's called texting. 77031. Real Mobile. It's real easy. Real Mobile is powered by David Moss Chevrolet.